Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number three, Oilers Now. We're going to go the extra hour today. We've had Wayne Gretzky, Ryan Smith, Louis DeBrusque, Kevin Weeks on the show. Coming up in the final hour. Edmonton Oil Kings President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Kurt Hill, along with my play-by-play broadcast partner Jack Michaels, as well as a little bit of an audio homage to some of uh, Jack's work so far. The third hour of Oilers now. Uh, our title sponsor for the ninth consecutive season is Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us and keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. At 780-496-0063, get the new floors you've always wanted at Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday, and I'm going to put you on the spot right now because we got a lot of people that listen to the show that know the game, and they know hockey. And we're going to talk a little about WHL right now, and I want you to give me the best player out of the WHL that you've seen. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Who was the best player out of the Western Hockey League that you've seen? 780-496-0063. And why was said player the best that you saw? So fire away. We'll get to some of those as we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. We welcome back to the show Kurt Hill, Oil Kings President and General Manager. Hi, Kurt. How are you doing? Doing well, Bob. How are you doing? Good. You want to care to chime in there? Uh, in your time in the league as a player and later as a, a manager, who do you, you know, and it can predate that. You might have been watching the Western League before you played in it. Anybody cross your mind as a, 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 an absolutely dominant or special player? Oh, geez, that's going back. I know when I was a kid, and we used to go, I used to go to the Winnipeg Arena and I watched the Brandon Wheat Kings come through, and 2-2 played for them back then. So he was pretty good when, you know, when I was going as a youngster and somebody that uh, – Obviously, from a physical standpoint, too, was pretty was pretty uh, remarkable with what he did for a smaller guy. But when I was playing, I think probably the best guy I played against maybe might have been Peter Mueller. He was a pretty special player in the league, and I know I remember him too because he was my age. He's an '88, and he would at 17 years old he was dominating the league and controlling the play consistently. So, a couple of guys that come to mind for me. Was he the guy for the Americans that uh, did the shots in the shootout against Jonathan Taze in '06? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he was an Arizona first-rounder, and uh, I think he went about eighth overall in uh, that draft. So you missed Nugent Hopkins then, right? You were out of the league by the time Nugent Hopkins was in the league? Yeah, that would have been my university circa around that time, so I was out of the league then. Uh, That year you stole that game against the Alberta Golden Bears (laughs) when you guys had two even-strength shots the entire game? 
You you bring it up way more than I do, Bob. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, you know, when it comes to the Bears, I hate it when they lose. You know that. They've, and they don't lose often. So, uh, anyhow, look, uh, the Western Hockey League, uh, and, and just before we get to the WHL Championship Series, and you guys vanquished Winnipeg in five games, and the ice had a real good season, but you guys were deeper, and they lost a significant player during that series. Uh, yesterday, the Humanitarian Award in the Western Hockey League uh, goes to one of your players, Luke Prokop. Uh, who you acquired during the course of the season. Uh, Luke, the uh, first uh, openly gay player uh, in, in the uh, Western Hockey League. It takes a lot of courage for a kid and for an entire family uh, to to open and, and engage in that sort of conversation and be a role model. What has he meant since coming over uh, from the Calgary Hitmen in that trade for your club? Yeah, I mean, from all the community side of things, you know, he's an, an amazing ambassador you know what he represents and you know the message that he he wants to get across out there so it's uh, you know for what he brings to our group on the ice that's one thing but everything he brings off the ice uh, you know for his message in this platform and and you know for everybody out there it's it's pretty special and you know getting to know luke a little bit more on a personal level he's just such a great kid his, he comes from a great family and uh, you know he's got a bright future ahead of him for everything he's going to do for the game well, as you know, his father runs uh, Blackhawk Golf and Country Club, and we used to do the Joffrey Lupul Golf Tournament there uh, when Joff was uh, still playing. So it would have been the uh, late 2000s, well into the mid-2010s, and we had a great time. I mean, it's an awesome course, just beautiful. I'm not a big golfer. I kind of actually like the scenery a little bit more. That event was one of the – I know for all the – like, we were devastated. Uh, you know, Joffrey ended up having his career basically cut short due to the back issues. And uh, when we discontinued it, I thought, geez, maybe we've got to get Colton Pareko to take this thing over, like one of the Edmonton guys. But a, just a, a gorgeous track for everybody to go out there as well at Blackhawk. All right, switch in focus. Uh, you get past the Winnipeg Ice in five. Uh, you're 12-1 and one in the playoffs so far. Uh, tell me about the series against Winnipeg because you win it in five and you won game five convincingly, but it was a closer series than uh, that, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I really thought the games in Winnipeg, I mean, we I thought early in game one, we, we kind of controlled the play and let them back in on power plays and end up winning it in overtime. And then game two there, I mean, we take a, a major in the third and uh, they get a couple power play goals. Or it was a pretty tight game that game all around. It ends up being 5-1 for them on the score sheet, but pretty close. And then, I mean, game three and four for me, they're – you know, Alexander and Net was he was fantastic in both those games, and you know they were both kind of those nail biter games where you're controlling the play, you're controlling the chances, but for some somehow they're just they're up on us the one game and the other game you know they're kind of just one goal back until we could get the two goal lead. Um, so yeah, I thought through the first four games it was a pretty tight series, and you know I think the extra motivation of our group, uh, the players, just you know, not wanting to get back on the bus and on game five for another 30 hours. I think that uh, that was pretty evident in the first five minutes of uh, game five. Kurt Hill's the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They've spent most of the year ranked as the number one team in CHL hockey across the 60 teams across the Ontario, Quebec, and Western Hockey Leagues. You'll get Seattle. You have four first-round draft choices on your team, five members of Team Canada's World Junior Program. Uh, I mean, great high-end talent that start in goal. Sebastian Kosa, you talked about how good the goaltending was with Winnipeg. You're 12-1 and 1 in the playoffs. You don't get there without good goaltending, do you? 
No, and Sebastian's been, he's been very consistent throughout the playoffs for us. You know, I think there's probably a few games he'd like to have back. Um, and there's been some points in the playoffs where he's seen, you know, he's had to battle through just seeing some, some limited shot volume as well. And, you know, I think for him, he, he's kept his focus pretty good through through the first 13 games here. And, you know, when we've needed some big saves from him, he's come up big. I know game three in, in overtime there, Winnipeg has a great A chance, and he makes a heck of a save and sort of comes back the other way and wins it for us. So when we've needed him, he's come up big for us, and um, he's been very consistent so far. We talked about you making a big deal to get Luke Prokop from Calgary. You made a bigger deal to get Caden Gooley, the first-round draft choice of the Montreal Canadiens from the Prince Albert uh, Raiders. And, man, what a playoffs he has had for you. Yeah, he's been an absolute beast. I mean, we knew that, and he's he's been he's had a special playoffs. He's, he's kind of taken one of those guys that's just taken his game to the next level. And you know, I think it's going to be hard to imagine him not being in the NHL next year. I don't know what Montreal's plans are going to be, but the way he's playing right now, he's going to give himself every opportunity to be. I, you know, I, I'll tell you, I was having this conversation today with one of the Colorado uh, Avalanche management people and a, a, a league source, and they'd seen Caden Gooley play in the preseason. And this guy said point blank that Caden Gooley, he thought, was the best Canadians defenseman in the preseason game. He said, I saw them play twice. He was really good in those games. And Caden Gooley's got six goals and 14 points in 13 uh, playoff games for the Edmonton Oil Kings, who again will host uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds, and that will start Friday night in Edmonton. Tickets available at oilkings.ca. We're talking to Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. All right, Kurt, you got a sniper. Dylan Gunther was the ninth overall pick in the 2021 draft. Uh, you know, the Oilers have the leading goal scorer uh, in the NHL of Andrew Kane with 13 goals in 13 games, and Dylan Gunther's got 13 goals and 21 points in 13 games for you uh, uh, with the Oil Kings in the playoffs, and he's elevated his performance as the season's gone on, hasn't he? Yeah, he really has, and I think the the thing that's really impressive in the playoffs is he's he's not just scoring goals off the flying shooting pucks. Like he's getting to the net, he's getting to the dirty areas, he's paying the price. Like he's he's scoring in a lot of different ways, and it's been consistent. It's not in bunches. It's you know almost every single game he's finding his name on the score sheet for a goal. So it's uh, that consistency game to game, and you know his ability to uh, find find different ways to score is what's been really impressive for him in the playoffs. Jake Neighbors played nine games of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, he was a little quiet, I thought, maybe until game four, game five of the Winnipeg series. Is that fair? Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, quiet from a, from a production standpoint. Again, I, Jake's one of those guys that obviously he means a lot to us being our captain and what he brings from a leadership standpoint. I think, you know, those, those tangibles are always there for him. And, you know, some of the little things he was doing on the ice blocking shots and, and, and you know, making key defensive plays, um, you know, he's been doing that all playoffs, but I thought offensively, you know, maybe a little snake bitten um, early in the playoffs here, but nice to see him get a few and get rewarded there late in the series against Winnipeg. Kurt Hill, uh, has, you know, you made the three trades. You went and got Prokop, you went and got Gooley, and then you added Justin Sardiff. He scored an unbelievable game winner for you in overtime uh, during the Winnipeg series. I think we both think he's, you know, maybe spends a year in the minors and then he's, he's got a chance to play in the NHL because he, he's got hockey sense and he's he's fast. He's an explosive skater. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Has he uh, lived up to what you were hoping for when you stepped up and made that deal with the Vancouver Giants? He sure has. And, you know, one thing that's amazing about him is his first two strides. I, he, it might be, it probably is the best in the league. I'd be surprised if someone's got more explosive first two strides and the power to get going. Like he's, sometimes it doesn't seem like he's moving out there and he's coming at you full clip. And that's, you know, I think that's how he caught the Winnipeg defenders off guard scoring that overtime winner. Obviously a pretty remarkable skill play, but still the speed and the, the strength that he has to, and to make those plays is, is pretty remarkable. And again, his his play through the center of the ice and the responsible, um, his ability to win faceoffs in both ways is, you know, all, all the little things that in the playoffs um, have come up big for what he's brought to our group. So tell me this: uh, you're in a situation where you're playing Seattle. They just went seven with Kamloops. Uh, maybe a little bit of a surprise for me that Seattle made it out of the uh, Western Conference. You are going to be the favorites in that series. I got a kid that I, uh, I'm going to be really intrigued to see where he goes. That's Reed Schaefer. I think you and me have talked about him before. Uh, you know, I, I always like physically competitive kids that can skate because there's fewer guys like that than ever before in hockey and 88 pims and 32 goals. How do you match up against Seattle? How do you see this? Yeah, well, it's interesting. A team we obviously haven't played since we played them here three years ago. So it's, uh, you know, I think it's it, from their standpoint. I know they got a really skilled top line. You know, Slykowski and Rubinsky, Those both those guys obviously having played in Medicine Hat, um, a little bit more familiarity with what those guys are going to bring to to the game. And you know, I know that they're they're a group that has a little bit of size and they don't mind to play physical as well. But they play with that skill asset, the aspect to their game. Um, you know, from watching them in the playoffs so far, you can you can tell they're coached really well. They're organized out there. They play a, they play a, true to their team system defensively. They don't cheat a lot. So it's uh, you know I think it's going to be a, a tight series. It's going to be a physical series, and you know it's um, our guys are going to be uh, they're going to have to step up and, and play some big boy hockey for sure. Like we uh, like we've seen at different points of this playoff already from our group. You mentioned Rubinsky and Oilers listeners uh, would know right now that Henry Rubinsky went to the Oilers uh, rookie camp. Jack and me actually called uh, a couple of his games uh, back way back when. Boy, it seems like it was a year ago, but it was in September. I guess it was 10 months ago now uh, when the Oilers and Flames rookies went at it against one another. There's one more little sort of interesting thing here, Kurt. Your team the last two years was good enough to win the WHL championship. I think we can agree on that. You didn't have it, you know, you, you had 42 wins in uh, 1920 when the league got shut down. You had the best record in the West or in the uh, Eastern Conference of the WHL. Uh, I think Portland was the only team that had more wins than you. Last year, you had by far the best record in the Central Division. Neither year did you get a chance to play for the Memorial Cup. You guys, some of these guys have been waiting a long time to do something really special as a team. They've got to be jacked for that opportunity, don't they? 
Oh, they are. You know, it's they've been. Ex- I mean, you could just feel it even when we were going through the end of the season, and it was we had eight weeks left. This is our four weeks left. When we had eight games, and it was, it seemed like playoffs were take, taking forever to get here. And you know, for like you said, these guys that have been waiting for three years to get this opportunity, they're they're chomping at the bit. And now that they're here and in the final, and four wins away from you know a championship and potentially. Uh, you know, host, being the being the Western Hockey League rep at the Memorial Cup, uh, they're they're a pretty excited group right now, and I know that they can't wait to get going tomorrow night. All right. So, who did you talk to with the hockey gods to get five of the seven games, if need be, at Rogers Place? <laughs> Somebody scheduling high school graduations in uh, Washington State. There you go. So game one and two, again, Friday night, 7 o'clock, 4 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, I'm flying back from Denver. I won't be able to take in game one. I'm going to game two. Mooner, who's hosting the show tomorrow, uh, he's going to have Luke Prokop on the show. He's going to be at the game for us tomorrow. Kurt, we wish you the best of luck, and I'd like nothing more to see uh, Edmonton and Steve Stales and Hamilton end up in the Memorial Cup final. That would be awesome. So best of luck here in this round. Appreciate that, and good luck to the Oilers tonight down in Denver. There you go. That is Kurt Hill. He is the president and general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. All right, here's what we're going to do. I asked uh, who's the best Western Hockey League player you've seen of all time, and lots of texts coming in. Uh, Kenny Remchuk, Dan Hodson, and Brian Sackick. Uh, that is from the Chiseler. Brian Sackick is the younger brother of Joe Sackick. And when he was in Tri-Cities, I think they beat somebody 17 or 18 to 4. And he had like an 11-point game. Danny Hodson was uh, with Portland, was a, or Prince Albert, and was a, you know, in 1984 uh, Dave Manson, the son of Josh Manson of the uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche, Dave Manson, the Oilers' assistant coach. Dave Manson was on that team with Dan Hodson. Dan Hodson had 185 points. Manny Viveros, uh, of course, now coaches. He's gone through a battle of cancer, but he coaches Vegas' AHL farm team. He was on that team as well. Kenny Remchuk was with the Portland Winterhawks. We'll get some of your thoughts when we return as well on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Best WHL player you ever saw. Texas, we'll get to that when we return. It's 222 in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers now. Thanks a lot, Nuge. It is 2.25 in Edmonton going the extra hour today in Oilers now on game days during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is one of the players that people suggested was the best WHL player they saw. We'll get to more shortly on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Into the Oilers now prospect report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com. And back at the 630 Chet Studios, Cody Jansen. Here, Xavier Borgo. He was held off the score sheet, but the Schwinnigan Cataracts. They defeated the Quebec Ramparts 5-3 in Game 5 to advance to the QMJHL Final. They'll face Charlottetown for the President's Cup. Borgo, he's got 13 points in 11 playoff games this year. Yeah, he scored 36 goals in 43 regular season games. He's Edmonton's first rounder. Uh, there have been teams. Uh, not surpri- Don't be surprised if Montreal doesn't try to get in on him as well. Uh, and we've talked about Maverick Bork, the Dallas first rounder. He set up the game winner. It was a 3-3 game in the final minute last night. So Shawinigan uh, in an upset of the Quebec Ramparts. Patrick Waugh involved with the Ramparts. Never a bad day when the Ramparts get vanquished. That's what I have to say. All right, uh, let's do it. 
On the Ashley Five Floors text line, who's the best WHL player you saw? Uh, Bob Ray Whitney. Well, Ray Whitney had some huge offensive seasons with the uh, Spokane Chiefs. Circa, well, definitely in 1991 when he was a second-round pick. Falloon went in the first round of San Jose. Whitney went second. Uh, Randy says Bob Apple Brendel uh, was pretty elite. I think he meant Pavel Brendel, uh, and he was known more for goal scoring. Uh, Bob, what about Red Berenson with the 58 Regina Pats? <laughs> Okay, if you say so. If you saw a play, that's impressive. Wasn't even the Western League back then, was it? Because back then the WHL was actually a pro league, not an amateur league. Uh, again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, the Blades, uh, the same year the uh, Raiders won the WHL championship, had uh, Wendell Clark and Duncan McPherson and Tony Twist. They were tough too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Wendell, pound for pound, was as tough a fighter as, they was, as there was. Now, Duncan McPherson, was he the... I'm pretty sure, was it Duncan McPherson that went missing and they found years later had, had slipped into a crevice on a Austrian Alp and was probably driven over by a snow track machine. And uh, Fifth Estate did a whole thing on it, and they eventually found his bodies. Bob, the best WHL player. What about Joe Sackick with Swift Current? You know what's crazy about that? There's actually people that didn't think Joe Sackick was going to be a good WHL player. We're getting several people texting the show saying Dale Durkach, who was a very good uh, uh, WHLer. Bob, I think the best WHL player of all time was your play-by-play partner, Cam Moon. Uh, that's from Brian. Obviously, Cam Moon has a nephew or a son. Oh, it's not a son because his son's name is Levi. Even Cam. Cam Moon is the best former WHL player that went on to be a broadcaster. That we can tell you. Uh, Cam, of course, was a goalie in the WHL. Bob, what about Harold Snaps? Uh, no, Harold, Harold was a limited Western Hockey League player that uh, went with one of the greatest nicknames of all time, Gronk from the hilarious House of Frightenstein. This was not Gronk of the Rob Gronkowski. Gronk was from the hilarious House of Frightenstein in the uh, late 1960s, early 1970s. And Harold Snaps was one tough dude, and he, he could look after himself. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Jack Michaels coming up. We're going to have some fun here. You're going to love it when we return on Winners Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.